Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. And a puck that comes away into the Detroit zone. That's going to take care of things. The Red Wings re-enter the zone, but they will run out of time. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Detroit, Washington, with their third win of the preseason. Taken down the wings. Final score, 4-2. to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals down the wings but lose T.J. Oshie to injury. Ben chats with Darcy Kemper on his hockey journey and the Alexei Protus montage. Looking back. At a terrific training camp. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 6th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. Three preseason wins now in five tries as the Capitals took down the Detroit Red Wings 4-2 last night. The win somewhat overshadowed by an upper body injury sustained by T.J. Oshie. He was injured in the second period after a hit along the boards by Detroit's Joe Valeno. Not at all surprising to see a player held out the rest of a preseason game. There's no reason to come back in a game. It doesn't mean anything. But we will be watching closely later this morning to see if he's able to practice. There was a lot of good to talk about last night, starting with Connor McMichael. He'd had a pretty quiet preseason up until now, but a pretty power play goal last night going to the net where he got fed by Alex Ovechkin at 19.37 of the first period. It was his first goal of the preseason, tied the game at one at the time, and then he picked up an assist later in the game. Then afterward, he talked with our Ken Saverin about it. Connor, you look at the game, it's a preseason game, but you guys fight in that second half. Seemed like you picked your game up a lot and you end up getting the win. I know the juices must start to flow. It's tough, the long training camp, but it must feel good to get that win. No, it does for sure. Like you said, we came out a little slow in the first period especially, and I thought uh, the second and third were a lot better for our group. And It seemed like we just gelled more together and uh, we were competing and winning more puck battles, so that was good. And yourself, too. It looks like, you know, you get that goal early. It must help the confidence a little bit, too. And you get the nice assist. You made a lot of nice plays out there. For your game, what did you feel like? No, I felt good tonight. I thought it was the the best preseason game I've had so far. And uh, each game, I feel like I've been getting better and better. And I'm just looking to grow on this game. And uh, I thought Shears and and Lars did a great job with me tonight. And uh, we played really well. Now, how hard is it or how easy is it when you get a different line mate all the time? I mean, it's, it's, it's camp. People are doing that for the most part. But uh, how do you adjust that quick? Uh, yeah, we got a pretty deep uh, roster of forwards on our team. And uh, no matter who you're playing with, you're playing with, with good players. So um, it's not hard to gel with guys quickly and uh, wherever, wherever you're placed in the lineup. Nick Jensen tied the game at two before second intermission last night. It was a pretty goal on a deke on the Detroit defense. He was my guest after two on the radio side last night, immediately giving credit to his teammates. Nick, take me through the goal. It looked like there wasn't a lot of time and space there, but you did the little Yui at the right point and popped it in. Uh, yeah, our forwards are doing a good job getting on them uh, in that ozone and getting control of the puck, and they got out to the point, and uh, they're playing pretty aggressive right now. They're coming out hard at the point, but uh, when you come out hard at the point, you got to come under control. Caught them a little bit of position trying to block the shot, so I saw an opportunity to cut back and walk around and get shot through, and uh, really good net presence at the front. The goalie didn't even see it. It wasn't a special shot by any means, but when the goalie can't see the puck, it's hard to save. 
Big goal for you. And we saw you playing with uh, Marty Ferrabari there in the second period. A little bit of a change up there for you guys in that period. Yeah, I've said it before. We're all capable of playing the game really well. Um, it doesn't matter who you put us with. You know, we've seen two righties play together. We've seen, I've pretty much played with almost all our deep hangs, and everyone's smart enough to be able to play together and read off each other. And we've been a core group for a couple of years now, so it uh, makes it easy. Well, a great looking goal, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. Connor Brown would score the game winner, as it turned out, with 2.27 left in the third period. It came on the power play, and then Alex Ovechkin. Finished it off with an empty netter. Darcy Kemper did the rest. 31 saves on 33 shots to pick up the win. Final score, Washington 4 and Detroit 2. Speaking of Kemper, earlier this week, he chatted with Ben on his earliest hockey playing days, making the NHL, becoming a number one goalie in the league, and then finally winning the cup with Colorado last season. How, how did you become a goalie? How did you get into hockey? Because mom and dad weren't, weren't players, were they? Uh, well, my dad played not competitively, but I remember when I was really little watching him play his men's league games and always wanting him to get out there. So pretty much as soon as I was old enough to stand, I was wanting to skate. And uh, yeah, from there, just started playing uh, minor league hockey. And we had a set of goalie gear that we rotated around. And every time I got a, a chance to be the goalie for the game, I really liked it and kind of just stuck with it from there. So how old was that? You didn't have a goalie on your team. This must have been little guys and just everyone. Took yeah, a turn so, and I mean, my first time with the goalie gear was probably like six or seven, but uh, uh, I think I was like 11 years old when I became a full-time goalie, so I kind of switched back and forth between all the positions uh, for the first little bit. Do you remember what drew you to it? I just like that I didn't have to get off the ice. I, <laughs> I didn't have to go to the bench, and uh, I got to play the whole game, so that's, uh, I think, what drew me to it originally, and then after that, I just kind of liked the, the fact that you had a chance to, you know, kind of be a difference every night and uh, help your team win. So when did you realize you become a full-time goalie at age 11? And when realistically, as you went into your teens, did it become something that you took pretty seriously, I imagine? Yeah, I mean, I always took it pretty seriously. I, I don't know if there was like ever a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional hockey player or anything like that. It just kind of one step led to the other. And here I am. It wasn't like a one moment. You know, I always uh, I always really enjoyed it. So it made working hard at it pretty easy. What was that like 2009 in your draft year? But to hear your name called, to share that moment with your family, you had a long way to go still in your yeah. journey. But what's that like in 2009 to know you're linked with an NHL team at that point? Yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. I know my parents were super proud about it and my, my grandparents as well. So, yeah, like you said, it was a long way to go. But it was, uh, you know, it was a special moment to share with everybody. And then uh, a few years down the line, then, then I got to play my first game, which was an amazing experience. I was going to say, you get to play your first game, but those first few years in Minnesota, you had to, to be patient. You had to bide your time and coming off a successful end to your junior career. What was that like to make that transition into the pros and to do so primarily as a backup for a few years? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know any different, so I just tried to be ready to play uh, whenever I got the chance and, and work hard every day. And You know, I didn't want to uh, not be ready if I got an opportunity, so uh, that's all I worried about. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I uh, was able to kind of work to a spot where I was uh, starting to get more and more playing time. So move to L.A., an eventual move to Arizona. 
Where did it, I imagine it was gradual, but where did it change for you to an extent where you went from the backup role you had in Minnesota to recognizing, okay, you give me a workload, I can handle this? Yeah, I mean, I always I always prepared myself to be able to handle it, but I never really got that opportunity. And then, you know, fortunately I went to, to Arizona and then I got a chance to play a lot. Things were going, you know, pretty well for us at the time. So, uh, you know, from there, you know, it's one thing to believe you can do and next thing to, to start doing it, you, you start gaining confidence. And, uh, you know, the more I started to play, the, the better I felt in there. At the fun stuff last year in yeah. Denver with the Avalanche. Did you recognize, I don't know if you did, early on that this is a team with aspirations of a deep run, maybe different than you had experienced in other stops at other stages of your career? What is that like when, when you're part of a team like that? And for you, that must have been a long time coming as well to have that feeling. Yeah, I mean, the moment I got traded there, uh, you know, right away we were talking about winning the Stanley Cup, and that was that was kind of the goal of, of a team that had been kind of right on the cusp for a few years. So, uh, you know, that was the focus right away, and we always believed that we could do it and uh, you know fortunately uh, everything kind of fell into place because it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do and it was a dream come true for everybody and you know moments that uh, I'll never forget. A lot of folks ask you about your cup day I want to ask you about the night you want game six yeah what's that like like day of you've got the family everyone's there you, you know what's at stake second chance I think you had the opportunity yeah, yeah. at that point but what's that like to go back to Tampa on that day what's that like knowing it's it's in front of you? Well, I, I think it was good having well not good that we lost the game before with a chance to clinch it but we, we learned a lot of lessons from that and just focus on on playing the game rather than worrying about all the celebration and family being there so you kind of zone all that out and, and just focus on the game and I remember getting the third I, I told myself never to look up at the clock so so I knew it was late in the period but then the buzzer went I, I didn't know that there was only a few seconds left so buzzer went and yeah I just remember everyone's gloves flying off and and then after that it's kind of just one special moment after another celebrating with your team then then the cup comes out and then your family's on the ice and it's just a special moment after special moment you're not literally not looking at the clock at any point are you you had no idea how much so time is left yet we, uh, we had the last tv timeout. i i forget you know maybe like three four minutes left yep. and then from that point i i mean I, I had a little bit of an internal clock going but i was like okay don't look up don't look mm -hmm. up so i i knew it was close but i, I didn't know the exact uh, minute or second or anything like that you allow yourself in that third period to talk to yourself and just say come on we're, we're here we have it we, we have an opportunity here let's let's close it out yeah i mean all i was telling we actually played an unbelievable third and yeah. they went like 10 minute stretch without a shot so all, all i was telling myself is just be ready for the next shot like eventually they're gonna get one so just next save next save like that's all you can worry about and uh yeah it worked out and right, so final thing just to bring a full circle to here you knew it was a contract year you knew you were going to have free agency i don't know does it make it easier when you when you leave a champion the job is done the book is closed or at the same time i imagine everyone wants to bring the bands back together it's not always possible but but what is that like to to move on from a team that you did close that chapter yeah successfully? I, think, I think there's uh multi sides to that <laughs> that question on one point you you leave with with no regrets because you you know you got the job done and, and accomplished what uh what you set out to do you know on the other side of that it, it's tough leaving a group of guys that that you went all the way with and those are bonds that are going to last forever so to to you know not be around those guys is tough but uh that being said you know really excited for this opportunity and the, the guys have been so great so far uh welcoming welcoming me in and yeah it just uh, felt like home right away we appreciate it folks should know before we spoke to you you did an interview before this one generous with the time thank you darcy welcome to dc thank you thank you very much there you have it pretty much the whole journey for darcy kemper from beginning all the way until 
his arrival in Washington this summer. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we're going to get you ready for the weekend and the final preseason game against Columbus. Jody Shelley from Bally Sports Ohio and the Jackets will be here to give us a team breakdown of Columbus. One more game Saturday night, and then it's time to play for real. We leave you this morning with a tribute of sorts to the preseason that Alexei Protus has had. He's played in all five games as he tries to make the team out of camp. This is what his preseason has sounded like. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Not a lot of guys bigger in this league than Alexei Protus is. Just a huge presence out there, bigger than last year. How do you keep this guy off the ice? You can't. You have no justification right now. He's been the best guy on the ice every game that he's played. Goaltender sends it behind the net, being hit by Protus, though. Took down Prisky, and the Caps retrieved the puck because of Protus's physicality. I've been impressed with Protus. I think he's had himself a very good hockey game. You know, he's using his speed, his size, good vision. And then Sherratt turns it over to Protus, who will move in behind the net. Great pressure from Alexei Protus here on the PK. Well, that was his speed for the big guy. I mean, his speed created that turnover. He got on him quick, and I don't think he's expecting it. He has improved his skating. He's gotten bigger. Jay Oshie talking about that in an interview at training camp. It looks like he got, uh, I don't want to say bigger because he's a big boy, but <laughs> looks like he got a little stronger over the offseason. He's working hard out here. He looks more comfortable this camp, making plays. And he's got the puck ahead to Alexei Protus, who has really turned some heads in this training camp. Back in the lineup tonight, like what we saw against Buffalo, really like what we saw against Philadelphia for number 59. He's, he's, working, he's working to make noise. It doesn't matter what position you put him in. Protus just holding court right now. He's pinning that puck to the boards, and there are three Red Wings trying to get there, and they can't get there. Uh, he's just he's impressive. He's a big man. He's tough to play. You against. can't move him. Well, he's been good. You know, he's been he's been really strong. As you notice his skating, you notice his physicality, you notice his work ethic. Right now, he's he's making things happen. Gustafson back from Anthem. Big shot. Rebound. Score. And look who it is. Alexei Protus on the rebound. It's one. Nothing. Washington. Yeah, I actually surprised myself every game out there. So it's pretty good. Like, just keep working. Like, I'm happy to be here. Enjoy staying with the guys. So now just I need to prove what I can do on the ice and off the ice. Here's Alexei Protus getting a little penalty kill time. Ahead now and shooting. And got a shot in on Merzlikens. No fear at all. Well, using his speed to get up there and creating it. That's that's the key. It goes on his offside. Goes and uses the defenseman as a quick screen. Shoots in stride. He's getting an opportunity to show what he can do at just about everything. We see him on the PK here. Yeah, for sure. Every every camp I was getting more experience, like through every practice, every preseason game. Now, for sure, I got more, more confidence. I spent the one year like in the HL, NHL, so now I'm for sure more confident. Got to believe Alexei Protus is going to be back in the lineup yes. again. He's been the best player in camp. No, I agree with you 100%. He's earned it, and uh, well, you know, how do you keep him out of the lineup? That's that's what you have to do as a young guy. It may very well be a role here, right here and now for Alexei Protus. It, that day is coming. If it's not an opening night and making the team out of camp, it's coming. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.